What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Greg Miller. Hello. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hey. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Great morning to you. And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great morning, everybody. Thank you so much for offering me a great morning. I will accept that great morning, everybody, because this <laughs> is the Kind of Funny Screencast, where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV and movies and all things MCU. Of course, we've been doing weekly reviews of Marvel's. Nick, give it to me. One. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It just gets more and more ridiculous every week, and I love it so much. Uh, but you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. And if you wanted to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, and you'll be able to do just that. Today, we're talking about episode eight, the penultimate episode of. Disney Plus's Marvel's What If. This one is What If Ultron 1. Greg Miller, I want to start with you on this one. You know, it might be coming off of uh, two back-to-back episodes that I felt didn't deliver the What If experience I wanted, but I loved this episode. I adored this. This is what I wanted out of this series. You know, when we started episode one and did uh, Agent Carter or Captain uh, Britannia or whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, Britannia. <laughs> it's like Britannia. <laughs> Britannia. <laughs> What's her name? What is it? Captain Carter? Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Uh, I love that episode, right? And this episode, I love for a lot of the same reasons where, all right, cool. Let's take the world you know. Let's shift it, but keep it serious, right? The last two I felt, or the last one in particular was way too cartoony. The one before that felt like they were just rushing it. Obviously, this one being two episodes, at least, you know, having the room to breathe helps out a lot. But I thought it was some of the best performances in terms of the main characters, where uh, for Nat and Hawkeye, I loved their interactions. I thought they were really good. I thought Jeffrey Wright getting off the bench and being the watcher and having that fear in his voice was excellent. Uh, I thought the animation was awesome. Again, you know, I'm usually not the fight scene guy. I thought all the fight scenes in this were awesome. Like uh, when, you know, Hawkeye's burying him with the arrows in the very beginning and they're flying around, they're all getting destroyed, Nat's and all that stuff, and then she kills him with the uh, the uh, motorcycle uh, to Ultron fighting Captain Marvel at the center of a planet. Like, even then the watcher and ultron battling through universes like i thought it was a visual treat i thought the story was really interesting and i thought the performances were great andy cortez good episode marvel you fucking did it you made a good you made a good one that i enjoyed and i thought this was the finale uh so i don't know what the hell could possibly be next but yeah i totally agree with greg uh pretty, pretty much everything verbatim i loved jeffrey wright's performance i loved that i loved the fear that the audience is sort of instilled with when Ultron is like there's other multiverses and he just covers it like oh my god what the fuck (laughs) that that feeling that that he had like echoed like exactly in my body as well I felt like that oh my god this is freaky as hell um I thought it was great I wish they at this point we got to go after just impressionists like we can go after the James Spader impressionist we got to get the James Spader impressionist this time Tony Stark's bit better overall this time i think Dude, come on andy. andy no andy they said your fucking line and then he has like three other lines of dialogue he couldn't have reached out for you i see suit around the world see like it, wow, perfect. it just do it right there oh, yeah, it yeah, could have yeah, been yeah, perfect it's really bad uh, <laughs> that's really not bad. Bad. <laughs> that was like bruce banner <laughs> like some nerdy ass i see around the world starbucks so it goes um 
Um, anyway, Jeffrey Wright's performance is fantastic. James Spader uh, sounded like could have been a little bit better, but yeah. the action was fantastic. It was and... uh, Ross Mc... McQuarrand, I think his name is. He's uh, from The Walking Dead, but he was also Red Skull in uh, oh. Infinity War. Oh, and cool. they are getting the juice out of that guy, huh? They oh, him for like just to be on standby for whatever we need. Um, I loved all the sort of uh, universe multiverse hopping. Um, anytime you see sort of that variety and visuals i think is really cool and yeah i just really enjoyed this episode and uh i thought it was the last one shit i don't know what the hell the next one could possibly it's gonna be. be weirdos assemble he's gonna go assemble all the menagerie that we've met that's cool i get to keep my job andy I'm very excited that's, about that's, that i mean fucking jesus christ thank god tim thank god thank god nick scarpino what do you think I really liked it. Um, there was a couple standout moments for me in this one. I, I mean, I, I've liked the series the entire way through. I thought it was just super creative. And the fact that they're actually giving us a payoff with, with building toward all these characters coming back is, to me, icing on the cake. I, I, I would have been fine with it, just been being standalone stories and little parables. But I think it's super cool. Um, the moment that Thanos comes out of sort of like his <laughs> portal and then just gets immediately cut in half, I was like, oh, shit. This is some real stuff. And then there's that beautiful moment Andy was talking about where he finally destroys this the known universe and then he can hear the watcher and he's like, Who said that? And the watcher's like, Oh shit. Those are great moments and those are hard to those are really hard to create. And they nailed it in this episode. And him landing and ending with uh that strange version of Doctor Strange in his own little prison and him being like, You gotta say it, man. And he's like, Fine, like I disavow. Like guys, I'm coming I'm coming off the bench finally. I'm getting in the game. Uh was super cool. I mean koala. I was real hot in this episode. I thought this one was very strong. It kind of gave me a lot of what I felt like I was missing. Uh, it isn't perfect. I think there's a couple issues that I'm like, that's interesting that they're not, uh, you know, respecting certain rules that they've set up. But uh, for the most part, I was I I enjoyed all of it. I thought the action was really cool, um, and uh, it's building. Like I'm very excited about seeing next week's episode. Uh, so yeah, that's just, I'm, a, I'm in a good spot with this one for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I loved it. I continue to love this show. Uh, the thing I love about the show most that I keep saying, and I somehow keep being able to say it is I feel like every episode has its own identity in terms of structure and in terms of how much it's playing with the rules of what if and whatever it's trying to go for. And, uh, I'm with Nick in the sense that I've loved each individual episode, but it all coming together is just kind of the the cherry on top and I, I think that they they clearly are working towards something and have a plan i like that this feels consequential in my opinion this episode is essentially as good as what if is going to get and mm. uh, i think they kind of nailed the premise nailed what they were going for and they've been building towards this all the episodes all the the sad endings to the the different universes like that's all coming to this point and i like that we've had now eight episodes none of them uh oh, outstayed their welcome i know there's arguments to be made that some of them didn't quite have enough of a welcome and the pacing was a little too fast but i like it i like that we're familiar with these worlds so we can fill in the gaps and uh some of the worlds are inconsequential and some of the universes like are goofier and don't matter as much but some of them do and this one does and the way they're dealing with this and uh the the watcher and ultron's whole battle through the multiverse was so awesome i love that we're getting so many different properties now with wandavision loki upcoming no way home and this all dealing with the multiverse in different ways but we're seeing similar iconography and similar types of things. I think this episode's weakest point was if they had James Spader, it really would have been mm -hmm. awesome. Like James Spader's voice is just so powerful. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's hard that to kind beat. Of, 
Yeah, yeah. And like they, that's, that's just such a, like, ah, oh, so close to being perfect. When he opened his mouth for the first time and got the one Ultron line out right before becoming Vision, I was like, oh, this makes sense. They're going to, they have Paul Bettany on the, the roster on this show. They'll just do that. And then when he kept going, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have that if you didn't do this and blah, blah. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, that sucks. Cause yeah, yeah, like I got used to it at the end, but yeah, Spader would have fucking crushed this. Yeah, totally. And you know, in terms of like what this show is, I, I last week I was even saying that like I wish they didn't show all the voice actors uh, in the beginning of the show, and they saved the Benedict Cumberbatch for the end. So it's like they get it; they know when they have a moment, they want to keep it there. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. I think that the Easter eggs in this one are awesome, and I loved it. The show, a lot of the Easter eggs don't necessarily just need to be Easter eggs; they could be seeds that are going to turn into something in the future or not. And that's kind of what's awesome about this is this is really showing that. In the MCU, the multiverse can be anything, and they say that multiple times in this episode. Um, but the idea of going back, and we know that there are, are living people in the universes we've seen for each of the episodes, like the idea of what group's going to get together next week, I'm really excited for. And I'm even more excited for, is there going to be a post credit scene? Like, are they going to do something mm. crazy? I got some theories. I want to see if you guys, do you have any ideas? About who the team's going to be that they assemble? Or the yeah. post credits? But let's let's start with the the team thing. Like who let's do you? Start, yeah, who I want to I want to pick people's brains on the team because obviously Asian Carter. It's gonna be Asian yeah, Carter. It's gonna sure. be. Asian. Well, let's go episode by episode. Yeah. So, perfect. Captain Carter for episode one. Captain Carter for sure is coming. Right. Episode two was the Star Lord, Black Panther. He's coming so for sure. Right. It'll be That's badass. Three. Was the up. Avengers murder mystery? Wait, hold on. It. I, I I think there's a chance it might not be they might not have Star Lord Black Panther because his universe gets eaten by ego right. Uh huh. But I imagine so, that this is coming in at the time to like get him before the universe so? ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that like I would think it's inconsequential how your episode ends because most of them ended with like man everything's great oh shit no it's not like i would imagine like you're just picking them out before that and then if there's a season two and they want to double down on that kind of shit they double down on that kind of shit yeah episode three is kind of harder i don't know it might be loki right you think loki will be a part of it yeah it could be i mean it would be really interesting if was hank pym still alive at the end of it yeah they put they took him into custody that'd be cool if it was him that'd be dope but it'd be cool actually because he'd be the Ant Man, then Doctor Strange for number four, and the five was the zombies. Yeah, so, so you're curious gonna go, Spider Man, Spider Man, Paul, Paul Rudd's head, or Bucky, who gets just kind of tossed away. Oh, well, Spider Man gets the the cape. thing on him for a minute, right? Like it doesn't yeah, stay yeah. on him. Yeah, it does. Does it? It, it goes over to Ant Man for a while. Paul Rudd's oh, head. Right, yeah, yeah, it goes to Paul Rudd's head. Yeah, my fault. Paul Rudd's head is the only comedy that's worked in the show for me. I feel. Yeah. I want Paul Rudd's head back. I need that. <laughs> I need that that would yeah. be amazing. And then six, of course, we got Killmonger. Killmonger. And then Which Thor. Is an interesting and then one. Thor. Party Thor. Yeah. yeah. Party That's Thor. a cool Killmonger, team. I forget, Killmonger Thor. survives. Does he get away with everything? Yeah. Okay. It, that well, episode no, it ends, ends with, with like uh, Pepper. It ends with, with Pepper and oh, uh, Shuri. Shuri being like, there's hope. Oh, okay. 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 So maybe yeah. they're coming back as it Iron could also Man. be Shuri. Yeah. Iron Peoples. Interesting, yeah. And then the last one, or this one, I imagine we'll get Black Widow with the well, Red Guardian this Shield. Are you getting, are you uh, getting and Zola, right? This podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Are you afraid of the glow in the dark? Well, shield your eyes because the new Me Undies Halloween just dropped dead. Get it? Because it just th- there's new Halloween me undies out, and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg Miller, and I'm the king of Halloween, and I love my me undies. Of course, they're the only underwear I wear, and I'm always happy 
throughout the year when I get to my candy corn MeUndies. I've had those for a long time and I like them quite a bit, but now they got new Halloween prints. You don't have to do that. MeUndies are made from natural fibers sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy. Get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, and that's E-Y-E, my boo, tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Available in undies, bralettes, socks, and loungewear in sizes XS through 4XL. There are a lot of options to consider, but make it decision quickly because there's somebody right behind you to get 15% off your first order and free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash morning that's meundies.com slash morning our other sponsor of the day why it's quip ladies and gentlemen when's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth with quips smart electric toothbrush good habits can earn great perks like free products gift cards and more the quip smart brush for adults and kids connects to the quip app with bluetooth track when and how well you brush get tips and coaching to improve your habits earn points for daily brushing and bonus points for completing challenges like streaks redeem for rewards like free products gift cards and discounts from quip and its partners ladies and gentlemen i'm greg miller and i use this toothbrush it's very simple i have the all black one it syncs up with my phone it tells me how much and then i get to redeem it all the time for free gift cards and you know they they make you brush a long time to do it but you do get it in the end which i appreciate start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today go to getquip.com slash kind of funny all one word right now to save $10 on a Quip Smart Electric Toothbrush. That's $10 off a Smart Electric Toothbrush at getquip.com slash kindoffunny. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Quip, the good habits company. Yeah, and AI Zola, which Which was cool. What a great callback. I loved it. I loved it. I love it. I love it because it kind of like in, in the world, obviously we've seen it. And it makes sense. And there's that one moment where he's like, you're right there. You're right next to the thing. And you've got like, don't quit now. Um, and I love that they're like, the only way we can beat this, like all knowing, all seeing, all like uh, God of a computer AI is with analog. They got to go back to that old school, like a tape, real to real analog, which I know, Kevin, you're like, there's no freaking way that's even possible. But it's so cool to have his whole consciousness just be kind of laid off the tape. Which, I appreciated you know, that yeah, too. Just, it was they have that whole exchange too, where he like starts to like, ah, you're probably and like, no, no, we've done this no, before. No, no, we know who we you are. Yeah, <laughs> like, we, we got we problems. Gotta skip through we gotta, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. that it's cool. just weird to have like, like he's a Nazi. Like even when he left, uh, right? It, I guess oh, yeah. he leaves the Nazi the, the, party to become Nazi part of Hydra. They always, they, yeah. they, they always said shield. that. Yeah, but they all like their justification for it was like Hydra was always. Like, science. oh, Hitler was always like the Nazi thing. We we were wanting to do more and just kind of kill everybody or whatever. Like we were more evil than <laughs> right, that. Like, but, then the, but then the question becomes, is more the strategy yeah. put the team together so they can get Zola close enough to him to like infiltrate his brain, right? And shut him down. And then what happens if that happens? You know what I mean? Am I crazy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then Zola could potentially then be could just do everything that. But I think at that point, Ultron's doing turn- they just turned Zola into a good guy. Yeah, but Zola even said he'll, in he'll, this, he was like, how do you know I won't like, but you know, they're like, how do you know this guy's not going to betray you, right? This guy's right. like, you know, yeah. he's, a, he's super smart. Like, giving him the keys to the kingdom doesn't necessarily I, mean he's going to turn good all of a sudden. He can just destroy everyone, take over the known universe. I think the fact that they already kind of mentioned and went through that line of dialogue means him. that that won't happen. Like in movies, when somebody shows up somewhere, they're like, have you been followed? No, I checked. Like and like yeah, that yeah, yeah. that line of dialogue is all you kind of need. Yeah, but then sometimes like, Andy, okay, nobody will follow them. Like sometimes they finish the scene and then and then a car comes out and they're like, you were followed. And it's like, damn it, I thought you I, I, I thought to me. I no, it's not that. My cover's happened. blown. 
yeah. real quick just to touch on the things that i didn't like um i kind of feel like there's two things going on one they're breaking the uh, infinity stones not working in, in other, other universes I, that's what i thought too i was like wait he shouldn't be able to use those in, in, he's in got that something little to say. pocket yeah. go ahead Tim. they only don't work in the tv yet they work in other universes as shown in endgame when they take them to a different timeline Oh, good point. No, we this is we you and I have had an argument about this where that's technically the same timeline, right? It doesn't matter. The stones are from the past going to the present, so it's still in the same. You know what I mean? It does a little doop where it j- jumps out of the timeline back into the timeline. But um, so in in the comics, the Infinity Stones do not work in other realities. That is not the rules of the MCU so far. And the rules of the MCU, they use timeline and universe as synonyms. So anytime there's a change from the Nexus point, that becomes a new universe. So we saw that in Endgame, and they used the stones from the 2012 timeline, or from all the different timelines. And the whole, those the whole, timelines still exist, and we're taken out of, of a universe to a different universe. The whole point of Endgame was the whole, like they circumvent creating new timelines by at the end of Endgame, placing them exactly back at the moment they were taken but that doesn't matter so there's some questions there for me where it's like oh that's you know kind of iffy also this is interesting because i do feel like and i know this is for a smaller crowd this won't affect the like like not everyone's watching what if but it is one of those things where like we have our first uh multiverse entity or enemy and i don't know it kind of feels like um I'd like that to be more introduced. Like, I'm excited for Quantumania and I, I, Loki. I, I guess um, what's his Kang. face was already bit. Yeah, Kang has been introduced in Loki. So I guess never mind. Never mind then. Mm-hmm. And so with that, get high predictions for post credits for next week. I got a couple. I, One, I, 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 I'll Andy. listen, Tim. I just mm-hmm. don't even want to put myself through that. I, I can already see myself getting sad. <laughs> Andy, cover your eyes. Number one. <laughs> I think a simple one that I, I'm, I'd be least interested in, still stoked, but least interested in, is Kang in some yeah. form, whether yeah. live action or animated. Uh, something I'd be more interested in live is action. live action Carter. Seeing oh, Haley sure. Atwell in the outfit. Oh, my God. Even more, her and Benedict Cumberbatch as Supreme Strange together in some form. See, yeah, I'm with cool. Andy. And even more. You ruined it. Jeffrey Wright is the watcher. Oh, he's fidget spinning. He's fidget spinning. Oh my gosh. Careful. Be careful. I'm just you saying, just be so hyped. cool, get hype stuff. And look, we need to follow the rules of these Disney Plus shows so far. Some deliver and some don't. We're either getting Luke Skywalker or we're getting Ralph Boner. But hey, we've gotten Luke Skywalker. Ralph we've Boner. gotten Kang. So anything can happen or not. I'm not saying awesome. expect that. I'm saying I would like that. Live Ralph action Boner's would be genius. wild. Just the idea of that. Because that I feel like would push it all to be like, hey, Take this show series. I, I, I know that's kind of like annoying to say, but it's it's I feel like if they have a live action cuts uh, or a post credit scene like that elevates this in, in a way that would like really, like I'd be very excited for. Of course. Yeah. I mean, last yeah. week we had Thor partying <laughs> like like that. This that would elevate it to a different echelon of, hey, Marvel viewers who have been kind of sleeping on this. You need to watch it because of this. Mm-hmm. of this thing exactly. i don't want to exactly. get my my hopes and expectations up um, same time though like i'm at a place where if they just end this well 
I think this is by far their best show that they've done, in my opinion. Crazy. I just think like I I'm I I think that they can do so much more with this animated format, and I think this is so creative, and I think it's such a cool, just one-off run of a series. I like I like this a lot. I, I hope oh. they just I I just want the the final episodes to be. It's one more episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, final episode. Just stick the landing. Let's go. You got it. You got the gold right now. You're on the balance bar. You're like, okay, all I have to do is just do that cool thing where they jump off and maybe snap both of their Achilles heels. It doesn't matter. Just stick it. Oh, jeez. Stick uh, it. Four, four things I wrote down that I wanted to point out that I thought are cool. Uh, one, Nick, the shout out for Mima. Thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. um, two, I liked that. I need to rewatch Mima. it tonight with G to confirm this, but I, I think that we never see Ultron use all of the stones. It's he's always using different combinations of of ones, which I think is really cool. And I just kind of like, you know, I mean, the power levels of all that aren't fully explained. But I I like that we've every time we've seen all the stones used, it fucks people up, even the Hulk. So I like that uh, with this, it seems seems like he's only using two or three at uh, one time. Um, Of course, I love the the music stuff. We got uh, Miss Marvel's theme when the Watcher fight was happening. The theme of what if was playing with it. I thought that was cool. and there was two kind of like light references or like ideas from the ultimate universe I, from the comics that i really liked in this in the background we saw steve rogers being sworn ah, in as awesome. president which is really cool and that's from a, a storyline in the ultimate comics where uh because of the x-men mutant situation like the united states gets divided um into like what states support mutants and what states don't and steve rogers becomes president to deal with all that and it's a really cool storyline andy did we get that was that just like a straight up Galactus reference or Easter egg or yeah or whatever that I thought, I thought was really cool? Yeah, Which one? That was cool. Uh, when Ultron is like eating a planet, oh, he eats the, the whole like galaxy or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was really and sick. Then, I'm and, shocked that uh, that Ultron didn't just shatter his hand when he punches the Watcher because that dude's got a big ass head. Holy shit! <laughs> he got a noggin. Right Don't punch right there. That's the hard part. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I want to say, this isn't necessarily a reference. I just like this type of character development of uh, going back to Supreme Strange and having him be a character because he was well developed in uh, the episode he debuted in, and having I didn't necessarily expect to see him come back in what seems to be this big of a. Uh, a role and uh, it reminds me a lot of the ultimate take on reed richards where in the ultimate comics everyone's all, tends to be a lot younger so we get to see them kind of grow up so everyone is given the spider-man treatment a bit more including the fantastic four and reed richards being a young smart dude kind of like never fully turns into mr fantastic that we know from the normal universe and he kind of turns evil and he becomes this character called the maker and it's this idea of like what if one of our greatest heroes that's so smart is actually bad and what can that look like Mm -hmm. and the most interesting storylines with him are when he has to work with the good guys again and is able to to help out and stuff and he's one of the they killed the ultimate comics uh, about a decade ago at this point but the maker is one of the few characters to make the jump to the main universe along with miles morales so it's like it's pretty cool that this strange character to me kind of seems to be referencing that trajectory. And I just, I really like that. Cause that's really cool storytelling. I want to put a suit around the world. Way better, way better. Way better. Thank you so no, much for that. Andy. Uh, but no, but in this one, they did it a little bit different he did it different. That's why he's like, angry. He's more, he's angry. But again, we were, were just talking like, about how we didn't I like that delivery. World. We wanted the Andy delivery. Andy yeah. should have had this job. Kevin Feige, where you at? Where you at? Let us know in the comments below where where you think Kevin Feige might be at and uh, what you want to see in the next episode of What If, the final episode of What If. Uh, I'm very excited for it. Let us know in the comments. Until next time, love you. Bye. What?